from the team at CTS, this is the Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast, our show dedicated to answering your training questions and providing actionable advice to help you improve your performance, even if you're strapped for time. I'm your host, Coach Adam Pulford, and I'm one of the over 50 professional coaches who make up the team at CTS. In each episode, I draw on our team's collective knowledge, other coaches, and experts in the field to provide you with the practical ways to get the most out of your training and ultimately become the best cyclist that you can be. Now, on to our show. Welcome back, Time Crunched fans. I'm your host, Coach Adam Pulford. Today, we've got a buffet of questions to answer, all questions coming from you, our audience members. So, Let's get started. First question of the day is this. Now that winter is here, how do we integrate skate skiing into a cycling program? I do VO2 max on Tuesdays, zone two on Wednesdays, and then sweet spot on Thursdays. During the summer, I would typically do a long ride on Saturday and Sunday. Skate skiing can be much more zone four. Yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. Uh, it's almost impossible to stay in zone two while skate skiing. And I find that I'm just exhausted starting the week after a weekend of skiing or biathlon races. Any advice here? Thanks and really enjoy the podcast. Crystal. Yeah, Crystal. Uh, skate skiing is hard. Biathlon is hard. I'm a hack at both. Certainly not a pro- <laughs> professional by any means. But it, they're awesome sports and they're great for winter cross training or winter training just in general. Um, and if you're like most cyclists using cross country skiing as a wintertime cross training option or a secondary sport, I consider pretty much every session as a hard session. As you said, it feels like zone four or above. And this is because yeah, it's a hard sport, but it also involves more muscle groups than cycling. Almost you engage the whole body when you're doing it. And because you're not on skis all year round, there's some inefficiencies that are there uh, due to uh, not being a full-time skier. So if someone is um, competing as a biathlete as their primary thing, um, they're going to be on ski roller skis and stuff like that. And they're just going to become more efficient. They can probably handle some zone two days on that. So either way, my suggestion is if you ski both days on the weekend, and even do some racing as it sounds, call those your hard days, threshold and above days. Okay. And then Monday, Tuesday, I would, I would consider these your easy days or off. Okay. So let's just say Monday's off. Tuesday is easy because zone one recovery ride. And then Wednesdays, if you're going to do VO2 and sweet spot, let's just use that as your examples here. Do your VO2 on Wednesday, sweet spot on Thursday, And then Friday can be easy or off. Then we got Saturday and Sunday. Those would be your hard ski days. And away we go. Try to pattern your current workouts like this, as this will give you two days of recovery before you're coming back to another hard day. This is pretty similar to what I talked about in my block training episode, and that is number 149. So go ahead and check that episode out, and that'll give you some more ideas and and a little bit more uh, context around why you would do block training like that uh, coming off a weekend. All right, second question is coming from Carol. Uh, So here we go from Carol. 
Love your podcast and enjoy listening each time you put out a new one. Oh, thank you, Carol. I appreciate that. My question pertains to when should we start doing training for an event late in July? For the past two years, I have started my training plan on January 1st with a goal A race in July. Both years, I have felt like I peaked in May slash June. And, and uh, by the time my A race rolled around in July, I had nothing left to, to give. So I'm guessing I need to wait until later in the year to start my program, or I'm just unsure how to do that. This year is a little different with my big race planned in June, which is the Hundo 64K. And that's a Colorado event, by the way. And then another one in July, uh, the Leadville Stage Race. I'm a 55-year-old female and looking to finish both and feel good about my performance. Just need a little guidance on when to start hitting the bike slash trainer hard. Currently, I'm doing strength training three times a week and zone two on the bike five days a week with one VO2 max day in there. All right. Well, great question, Carol. A lot in there. And yep, those are some legit events to be targeting uh, for kind of that, you know, mid-season or summertime, especially with both of them being at pretty much extreme altitude. Leadville, for example, um, starting in the town of Leadville is at 10,200 feet, and then you go up from there. So my advice is if you've had that experience over the past couple of years where you come into July cooked, here's my two things. Number one, Start your harder program, which is probably, you know, on the trainer or just like more targeted threshold and above days in mid-February and then build from there. That'll give you plenty of time to do your threshold builds and a couple cycles of that uh, before you're, and then freshen up, right? Before those key events. And it will also push back that peak a little bit based on your description of everything that, that you gave us in, in that, in that question. The second approach would be to still start in January, but take a late spring break. Okay. And taking that short break, let's say like at the end of April or beginning of, of May, what I want you to do is take a week completely off the bike and then another week of just zone two kind of easy stuff and then build back up into like a round of threshold or VO2 leading into the hundo. Um, that way you'll be able to kind of shake off a bunch of that fatigue that was associated with your early season build before you go into some of the specificity to those Colorado events. So just as a quick descriptor here, most of my athletes are riding and training 48 to 50 weeks per year. Okay. A lot of that's base. Um, you know, we're not doing threshold, <laughs> for example, 48 uh, weeks a year, but we take more f breaks. We take more frequent breaks and we do them if we're shorter spell like that. So probably like three or four short breaks throughout the season in order to maintain freshness, both physically and mentally. So I'll encourage you to kind of think about or plan in a shorter break like that. And I think that'll really help you uh, maintain freshness heading into that mid season peak. All right. Question number three. Do you have any experience or recommendations for someone with exercise-induced hypertension? My 30-year-old son is an avid mountain biker, expert level, and skier, just diagnosed with no helpful guidance from the current medical provider. Maybe a more general question would be, how does CTS approach coaching of athletes with heart issues? 
exercise is good for the heart until it isn't smiley face, kind of crazy smiley face emoji, (laughs) which I agree with. Um, I'm a former CTS athlete who still follows CTS and finds the weekly missives of your blog post very helpful. So I hope it's okay to ask something here. And that's coming from Karen. Yeah, Karen. Um, first of all, I, I don't have any experience with this. And my experience as, you know, 18 years of coaching, I can definitely say with confidence that no coach or athlete should t- tackle that issue alone. Definitely work with a doctor that has an athletic background to uh, help navigate your son or through this. And that would be my straight up answer. Now, I know you said you didn't receive any guidance or anything helpful from your current doctor. So definitely go elsewhere. Of the doctors I know that I could give you a little bit of advice here, one of them is Dr. Kevin Sprouse, and he has the the Podium podcast. So Google that uh, or do a quick uh, Google search for Dr. Kevin Sprouse and, and you'll find him there. I've worked with him on teams in the past and he's got a great approach in working with athletes of all levels, novice, advanced, and, and elite level athletes. And that would be one approach if you're looking for somebody um, kind of outside of network and you want to consult with that would have that medical background. Another one is Peter Atia. He's pretty popular right now, mainstream media, uh, but he's also worked with and consulted with a few of my athletes. And it's always been awesome with, with great success. So those are two that are approachable with medical backgrounds that you could reach out to for um, an issue like your son's having. And I'll say this as well as uh, all this leads to answering your second question, which is how do CTS coaches work with issues like this? Well, just as I alluded to before, once we identify something as beyond our scope of practice, we at CTS and myself included reach out to those within our performance network to help solve the issue. There may have been some other real specific medical questions written into us um, from our audience members. I I know there have been as a blanket answer (laughs) overall. This is my answer. Go find a doctor with a medical background um, and an athletic background to help solve those questions. Also, you know, if you can't reach out to those two more like celebrity style doctors, ask your riding buddies, ask your training partners. And usually word of mouth is a good avenue to, um, to find somebody like that, that has been working with athletes, um, as well as have a medical background. So yeah, Karen, uh, thank you very much for writing in. And I hope that is helpful. And I just realized these all three questions are from women. So that's awesome. Ladies, well done. Way to crush it on getting the questions in. Keep them coming. And uh, let's wrap this thing up with a good summary. So, you know, cross-country skiing, it's a great winter endurance activity for most of us riding bikes year-round. Cross-country skiing is hard on the whole body. So set up your program for success by giving yourself a block of recovery early in the week after a hard weekend listen to your body throughout and ease back in using some block training methods like I described uh, earlier. If you have a biathlon or a cross-country ski race coming up on the weekend and you're still tired midweek from the past weekend, I suggest just keeping everything like easy endurance. Save your matches for the upcoming race weekend. Next, hitting a mid-season peak can be a little tricky when you start 
a hard focus so early on in the year around New Year's, feel free to slow your roll <laughs> with that motivation, especially when you're uh, living in those northern climates where it's just cold and you're on the trainer all the time. If you're already training six days a week and you start in on that harder zone four or above training cycles in February or March, this will give you more time to build your base as well as keep some energy for July. A late spring break off of the bike is another good way to manage your freshness for that July time period. Finally, when I'm working with athletes with any medical issues that could arise, I get with a trusted medical doctor within my performance network that have experience working with athletes. And if you have questions like this in the future, that will always be my answer. So, and to that point, Karen, I did do, uh, I found a pretty good article on exercise induced hypertension. I'll include that in on our show notes and you can read that as kind of a starting point. It's an interesting read for sure. So overall, three questions uh, kind of coming from all different angles. I had fun answering those. I hope they provide some good advice for all three of those audience members, as well as everyone listening. So thanks again for joining us on the Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast and keep going out there to train right. Thanks for joining us on the Time Crunch Cyclist Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you want even more actionable training advice, head over to trainright.com backslash newsletter and subscribe to our free weekly publication. Each week, you'll get in-depth training content that goes beyond what we cover here on the podcast that'll help you take your training to the next level. That's all for now. Until next time, train hard, train smart, train right.